Welcome to St. Mungo's Podcast for the Magically Deprived, where you can get your weekly Potter fix. We will be discussing the Harry Potter series chapter by chapter. If you've read the books previously or are just starting the series for the first time, we hope you enjoy this journey through Harry's adventures at Hogwarts and beyond. Please be aware that this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We may at times reference future events, people, or places. Also, there will be adult language and content. So if you have little ones listening, you may want to send them out of the room or listen at another time. Hello, everyone. I'm Joe. I'm Megan. I'm Serena. This week, we'll be discussing Chapter 2 of The Philosopher's Stone, The Vanishing Glass. Before we get into the chapter, I just wanted to mention a few things. You may notice a few changes here and there. We're still trying to work out some of the kinks and see what works best for us. But the format will basically remain the same. And you'll also notice that we use The Philosopher's Stone and The Sorcerer's Stone interchangeably. The book I have is The Philosopher's Stone. That's what I'm used to saying. But either way, we all know that it's the same book. Okay, so we're going to head over to Serena in the Slytherin common room for the summary of the chapter. This we were talking about chapter two, The Vanishing Glass. Our story picks up 10 years later with Harry waking up at the Dursley's house from a dream of a flying motorcycle. We learn how Harry has been treated at the Dursley's for the last 10 years, sleeping in the cupboard under the stairs, being bullied by Dudley and his friends, and wearing only broken glasses and Dudley's hand-me-downs, which are several sizes too big. Vernon and Petunia have raised Harry to believe his parents died in a car crash and hate when Harry asks questions. We also learned that strange things often happen to or around Harry, like his hair immediately growing back after Petunia decides to shave it all off or accidentally appearing on the roof of the school kitchens as he tries to get away from Dudley and his gang of bullies. On this particular morning, it's Dudley's birthday and his parents plan to take him to the zoo after opening his 36 presents, of course. Harry is usually forced to stay with the old cat lady down the street, Mrs. Fig. But to the Dursley's horror, they find out no one can babysit him, and they're forced to bring him along. After lunch at the zoo, Harry finds himself in the reptile house talking to a boa constrictor from Brazil. The boys see the snake moving enthusiastically and hurry over, punching Harry out of the way. Suddenly, as they lean on the big tank, the glass vanishes and the snake escapes. The boys over-exaggerate about the snake trying to attack them, and Dudley's friend tells the Dursleys that Harry was talking to the snake, which earns him a sentence in his cupboard with no meals. Laying in the dark, Harry thinks about the way strangers in the street often seem to know him and reminisces about his dreams that some unknown relation might one day come to take him away. I don't know who wants to jump in first, because once I start rolling down this hill, (laughs) I'm going to be like a tumbleweed. First of all, this chapter had me on the verge of tears. The amount of abuse that this child endures is heartbreaking. And I find that the movie really downplays the Dursley's abuse of Harry. To me, if you have a child in your care that you've agreed to take in, that child is now yours and you treat them as such and you take care of them as if they were born from your loins. The Dursleys agreed to this. They could have sent Harry to an orphanage. They could have told Dumbledore, tracked him down, said they don't want him. But they did agree to take him in. And my question is... Why? What did Dumbledore write in that letter that made them keep him? What if they refused? What would have happened? Because they could have very easily just taken him to an orphanage and said, we don't want this child. Don't we kind of find out that they didn't really have a choice? But they do have a choice. Like regardless of what Dumbledore told them in the letter and the reason that he wants them to keep him, they Mm -hmm. kept him and they clearly don't want him. So I'm curious as to what he said. I feel like, though, it could have been in their minds that, okay, we have this 
child in our care and we're just gonna stomp all of that magic out of him and make sure that it never goes any further like they're they're doing their duty um duty to society yeah you know what i (laughs) do you see what i mean like yeah no no i understand i understand what you're saying what disturbs me the most is like this chapter begins 10 years later what disturbs me is what happened in those 10 years so they have this baby on their doorstep they take him in has he been sleeping in the cabinet since they took him in like in the cupboard under the stairs when he's sick did they take care of him when he was sick did petunia actually wake up in the middle of the night come down the stairs go into his cupboard and change his diaper like i don't see any of that happening like this is the stuff that's in my head that like gets me worked up it, it changed by itself. The diaper changed Wizards by itself. Don't get yeah, the sick. diaper changed itself. They don't take care of him now that he's older. So mm-hmm. a baby needs much more care than a grown child. I, I don't know. This is what baffles me. There's obviously, there's only pictures of Dudley in the house 10 years later. The house hasn't changed. So we know they don't like anything to change. And it's like Harry doesn't exist. And when you're mm-hmm. reading it, it's really easy just to gloss over but if you think about what's really going on like it's it's gross and harry is a year old he's probably walking around wondering like where his parents are and he gets no affection no care and he's probably like so scared and he receives no comfort at all well i was thinking about it too i guess it would have been part of what dumbledore told them which i find it interesting they've never actually revealed what was in that letter that he left for them I was wondering why they didn't just raise him as theirs and just not even tell him about his parents, just pretend that they were his parents. When you said that last week, I've been thinking about it like all week, honestly, because that's Mm -hmm. such a great question. If they Mm -hmm. would have just treated him the same as Dudley, he probably wouldn't even care about this whole other side of him. Even if somebody told him, he would have been so spoiled. He'd be like, I'm living the life. I could care less. (laughs) I don't need magic in my life. Though... Yeah. Do we think if he was raised like Dudley and then later in life finds out that he has magic abilities, <laughs> how would that go? That would be awful. He's yeah. Draco. He'd be a terrible person. Oh my God, that's exactly what I was just thinking. He'd be another Draco. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like yes. he would be in Slytherin and the whole book would be different. No, I was just thinking that kind of goes into Dumbledore's planning, I feel like. Yeah, but it is interesting that we never, ever find out through the whole series what he wrote in that letter. So anyway, we've got four bedrooms in this house. Harry gets a cupboard. So he's been under the stairs, as I said, obviously, since he was a baby. So Mm -hmm. we wake up this morning. He's cooking breakfast for the entire family. He's watching Dudley open like 37 gifts. There was 36 and then one from Aunt Marge. And they're not cheap gifts. Like he got a racing bike, computer games, a filming camera, a remote control airplane, and a gold watch. A drill business pays and good. He's, <laughs> he's yes. No, I think he just he's turning eleven right now. This is his eleventh birthday, right? Because Harry's turning eleven soon. And, and then it, Petunia <laughs> offers to buy him more because it's not it's enough God for him. <laughs> because I mean, if that was my child, I'd go, oh. 37 is not enough for you how about zero you get zero okay honestly and then vernon laughs at it and it's like oh he wants his money's worth i'm like what <laughs> just like his dad yeah. like, so i'm sorry what i know i'm like what are you talking about So, I mean, they don't spend any money on Harry. This guy's opening 37 gifts. Harry Mm -hmm. has got broken glasses, which their son broke, first of all. 
he, they buy him no clothes he's wearing all dudley's clothes and he's like what an Massive. eighth of the size of dudley ridiculous <laughs> they don't want to take him with them to the zoo like they're terrified to take them and they didn't even want to buy him a friggin ice cream like they didn't come even want to leave him home alone yeah or I leave know. him in the car it's like... so ridiculous but yeah, i was thinking too like the school calls home to complain mm-hmm. that Harry ended up on the roof because he was running away from Dudley. He ended up on the roof of the school. Yeah. Yeah. They don't call home. I mean, there's clear neglect going on here. <laughs> About this severely malnutritioned <laughs> boy. Yes. This doesn't warrant a call home. No. Just the fact that they found him on the roof. I mean, and did he, does he even get a lunch for school? Guaranteed they didn't give him any lunch money. Did they make him lunch? Maybe These a slice of bread or something. Oh, maybe, or like a hunk of cheese and a piece yeah. of bread or a biscuit yeah. or something. I have some more. <laughs> Honestly, these are the things that go through my head. And then how dramatic is Vernon when they're driving to the zoo and Harry mentions his dream? He almost crashed the car. <laughs> like, let's just take it easy, sir. It's a dream. Motorbikes don't fly. And then Harry's sass in the book. And he's like, I know they don't like obviously it was a they dream. don't it was a dream <laughs> but i mean he literally almost crashed the car <laughs> i'm reading that and i'm like okay sir you need to just calm down a minute he's just talking about his dream but and- it's funny because too i feel like petunia like as we find out later she has an understanding a bit of like what magic can do and she has a reason to kind of like be afraid of it or like be concerned but it's like where did vernon's come from he's really just like that yeah and actually um this is something that i was going to bring up for next chapter because i honestly think that petunia is not as averse to magic as she lets on she is i think she puts on a cover or Vernon because Vernon mm-hmm. is obviously very traumatized by the whole situation. And yeah. I mean, she was around it. Her sister was magic. So she was around it no matter how slightly she was. Yeah. But he like, he's terrified. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> laughing at that part. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like horrified and utter disgust for them. And just like, why? What did, what did they do to you? What happened to you? But also this chapter made me wonder I've never really thought about it before, but about like their relationship too and like how they even met, how Petunia broke like her past to him and like, because he knows about her sister. He knows why they don't like them. They pretend she doesn't have a sister. I was like, at what point in their relationship was Petunia like, so I gotta tell you something about my family. Yeah. Does Do we think that like he's the one that was like, you have to cut off all contact with her and we hate her because I hate magic. I don't. I mean, she grew up with it. The only really reason for her to hate her sister is because she got the magic and Petunia didn't. That's exactly what I was just going to say. I think she's more jealous, jealous, jealous of her. And then Vernon was like just so aggressive and so mean and like abusive that, and she's just like timid and she's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, I guess we hate them. We're cutting them off. Would that be like a Stockholm syndrome of sorts? I mean, clearly he's got money, too. He's probably like, just come with me. It's okay. Right. Don't, worry <laughs> Don't even worry about your family. The drill company drills. serves me well. Grunnings. Come work at Grunnings. Because <laughs> I also realized, I guess she's just a stay-at-home wife. Like, he, yeah, she is. supports her completely. We can talk a bit about, to just the, the whole um, zoo ordeal and the snake. I know we find out later that the snake is actually Nagini that escapes, right? No, no. that Or not, that, no. No. Um, the oh, author, fake news? yes, the author said that it is definitely not Nagini. 
Okay, because I was reading it and I was like, she's going to Brazil, not a where it was Pearl. Romania, not Romania. Oh, yeah. is it, was it Romania or Albania? Now I'm confused. Might have been Albania. 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 One of the Weasleys yeah. works in Romania. That's a different one. Yes. Oh, that's right, right. Charlie. Charlie's <laughs> in Romania. Yeah, it's Albania that um that you went to. But what I did notice is in the movie, they obviously Pierce is not even there in the movie. Dudley actually falls into the enclosure. Mm-hmm. And again, in my head, that's what happened. But he didn't. The that's only thing that didn't. happened was the glass disappeared. So exactly. I don't know what Petunia was so distraught about that the uh, <laughs> the owner of the zoo had to come and make her a strong tea. Nothing happened. The glass just disappeared. What I was going to say actually is irrelevant because I, <laughs> I connected the dots in my brain before I said it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, what were you going to was... say? Oh, I was going to say the fact that like all of this stuff happens and they just they assume it's harry like could you imagine going to the oh, yeah. zoo with your nephew and the the glass disappears and you're like what did you do how did you make that disappear <laughs> but like they know that he's magic so they don't know like obviously it's him the thing yeah. is they know that he doesn't know well yeah it's him. But, but just because he doesn't know that happens like oh, it's his emotions that are triggering it at this point right yeah mm-hmm. but i feel like they're like bringing it to his attention if they don't want him to know anything about it like why are you every time something happens you're accusing him and then he's going to start wondering like why are they always blaming me like that's true because like yeah if that glass disappeared and then they were just like huh weird coincidence the glass exactly disappeared what happened (laughs) he would be none the wiser yeah but now he's wondering like what did i do so they're the ones who start getting this in his head to begin with yeah they just went about this the whole wrong way yeah, their plan did not work. I was going to say, too, just um, in the book, the snake doesn't actually speak words. Only when he's leaving, he says, thanks, amigo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like Harry thinks he heard the hissing come together into words. But <laughs> <laughs> in the book, he just um, he, I think Harry asks him something and he like nods. Yeah. He like mm-hmm. nods his head over to the information the sign. thing on the sign. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we find out in this chapter that Harry can indeed talk to snakes or thinks he can talk to snakes right mm-hmm. he also gets flashes of the past because he was saying that he had the dream of the motorbike and mm-hmm. that actually happened and then he also says he sees flashes of green light which we will later find out that actually happened too he mm-hmm. thinks he assumes it's for, from the car crash we know yeah. it's not or we'll come to find out that it is not well like you were saying last week he was how well he was what one when his parents died, yeah, right? he was just over a month, fifteen months old. I feel like it's possible to get a little, little flashback, a little trauma flash. I really thought I was going to rant a lot longer because I was reading this chapter <laughs> and I was just so angry, thinking about like all these things that poor Harry had to go through. And my thing is, I just think about like a one-year-old child. They're so dependent on you. I could just see Petunia. I don't know, just completely ignoring anything this child needs and like parent teacher interviews did those happen like I just thinking like when you have a one-year-old child all the stuff that you have like all the care that has to be put into them and I can't see her doing any of it for Dudley no problem but for Harry I don't I can't see it and I just my heart breaks every time I think about it it's just a wonder he was able to develop the relationships that he develops later on in Mm -hmm. life because literally he had zero skills Nobody yes. taught that boy anything. Yeah, no emotional skills. Not really social skills either because um, he only went to school and home. Yeah. And this, yeah. even this trip to the zoo was, I mean, he's now 10 years old. 
And it was the first time he'd ever been basically anywhere else besides school and his cupboard. And Mrs. So, Figs. What's that? Oh, and Mrs. Mrs. Figs. Yeah, Mrs. Fig. That's when he gets his little social interaction. Yeah. <laughs> With her and her cats. I mean, let's be honest. He's an awkward little munchkin in the first one, I feel like. Yes, when he goes he to is. Hogwarts, he's still a little oh, Actually, awkward. it's funny. While I was reading this and I thought about the way he was brought up, the thought <laughs> that went through my head is that I'm super surprised that he didn't grow up to be an addict. That was yeah. one thing that went through my head because, I mean, I've seen addicts and the way they're raised. I know they don't talk about what happened in the 10 years, but the way I envision it is mm -hmm. the same. Honestly, you don't really see too much addiction throughout the whole series, though. So maybe it just doesn't happen in the... That, the magic yeah. world. maybe their addictions are different like it's instead of an addiction they get to be like bad wizards well i mean well no i was gonna say even like the drinking unicorn's blood but that wasn't an addiction that was just that was voldy trying, trying to... to stay alive yeah i feel like mundungus is a it's an addict oh yes he's, <laughs> he's a drunk yeah, yeah. Well, he's an alcoholic i feel like that there's more to that though no he, you're right he is but is there anybody else i mean not outwardly i don't think like, is anybody like Just sneaking in the washroom people, like... between classes, sniffing potions? Right. Or maybe, maybe um, that's what it is. Instead of drugs and alcohol, it's potions. They're abusing their magic yeah. instead. Yeah. Well, that's what I figured it would be like potions or like when Fred and George create those little pills and stuff. Like, so they have like, like a that. center for potions abuse. <laughs> <laughs> so they have rehab. Probably yeah. a ward in St. Mungo's. Yeah, probably. I mean, I feel like Harry uh, doesn't really have the time, though. You know, he's just, he's like almost dying every year. Every he's, year. You know, every he's year. a little busy. He's busy saving the world, the wizarding world. And he's only 11 when he goes still, so he's still pretty young. By the time he's like an addict age, he's already like defeated he's, Lord Baltimore. Well, I like, guess by the time he, yeah, he gets there, he's got things to fill in the downtime. The void. Yeah, the void. That's the word I'm looking for. To fill that void, he gets other things in there. And then he develops good relationships. Oh, you know what I was going to mention about this chapter? <laughs> Completely off topic. Right. But like, I know, like, obviously, J.K. Rowling's been canceled for some other things already. Yes. But I was also reading this book. And again, not to be that person that's super politically correct. But like the fat shaming right? in this chapter, I was like... <laughs> calm down yes i was thinking that too like when there's an overweight person like she really makes sure that you know <laughs> that they're... i get it like i know but because she does that with quite <laughs> a few characters and yeah, i know she does there's you'll see there's a few characters like um i know she does it with dudley she does it with vernon i'm pretty sure she does it with slughorn but yeah she i mean might... it, it came off the way that she intended it to so i was like i i get it but she just kept going <laughs> Like, I understand maybe doing it, like, in the initial description, but she just carries on with it. But then, it. like, yeah, you're, you're like, into the fifth book, and you're like, I get it. He's yes. really fat. I got small. it. <laughs> I got it back in book I one. I got it after the second <laughs> chapter of the first book, man. And with Dudley, like, it's not really his fault. It's like, Uncle right? Vernon, I get it. You're like, yeah, that's how he is. Like, it's part of his personality that he's just, like, greedy and gluttonous. But with Dudley, I'm like, it's not really his fault. Like, comparing well, you... the kid to a like now actually it just came to me now i'm just thinking that we're talking about dudley being large it's, is that like a metaphor that like he gets overindulged in everything not just mm -hmm. gifts and attention but also with with food 
that's what I'm saying. Like with Dudley, it's not really his fault. I understand like yeah. the correlation and the contrast to Harry as well mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Harry being so skinny because he's like not fed and not taken care of. Yeah. And so in that case, I was like, I get it, but yeah. he just would not stop. We have anything else to add with this chapter besides the ridiculous amount of abuse that went on. You guys have anything to add in here? No, I think that's it for that one. Let's <laughs> head off to Megan in the Hufflepuff common room for a game called Would You Rather? Hello, hello. Today's Would You Rather question is would you rather bring back lily potter or james potter lily potter hands down (laughs) why that was fast well number one i know i don't hate james i know a lot of people hate james i'm just very indifferent to james james he's there he's not it doesn't matter to me lily is harry's mom and i would have loved to see him grow up with his mom in a heartbeat lily such a mom answer yeah it is (laughs) like you know his mom yes he needs his he needs (laughs) i mean i have the same answer she just answered really fast (laughs) i feel like i would say james what just because okay hear me out okay like i'm just thinking realistically wait are we bringing them back from the beginning like they never died or bring them back now oh see i was assuming from the beginning yeah from the beginning because if you're bringing them back then they would just have never died yeah true that make yeah sense? okay i feel like i still say james just because lily like the only people lily really has are like the dursleys which they don't care about her obviously but james is important to so many more people you know what i mean like sirius would get james back remus would get james back harry would get james back yeah but i feel they like there's all... a lot of people they also had lily they were like a group yeah but i don't know lily's not like a marauder you know like no she's, she's not involved not. How about you, Meg? Well, you obviously you said Lily, but do, yeah, why? I, I agree. I would I would bring Lily back, but uh, um, honestly, I just like not that I had a hate on for James. Just like he was such a fucking delinquent, <laughs> and I don't know what kind of person Harry would have been if he was raised by a delinquent. And the thing is, too, if you think like, see, now I'm thinking about it too deep. No, that's good. They... that's what we want. Go. Because if if they if it was like from the beginning they never die. I'm thinking about it from so many angles because like I the know. whole reason the whole reason Baltimore went after them. It was no, it was Harry. No, but I'm thinking about Snape too because like so much shit wouldn't have happened because like the whole thing with Snape being in love with Lily and trying to protect her. But then also if Lily never died, then Harry would have died right away. But it depends on when That's we're bringing the back. She's from. the one that you saved him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on like oh. in which scenario we're no. Oh, that's true. Because the only reason Harry didn't die was because she died died. for him. For him, yeah. I don't. In my head, I like to keep it simple. (laughs) I I want Lily here and I want her to raise (laughs) Harry so he could be a happy baby. (laughs) I was trying to think about it simply and then I was like, wait, there's so much more into that. There is. But then if I start thinking that way, my brain is just going to be muddled. But I also love Severus and I want him to be happy. So, yeah. Oh. maybe she would have yeah. realized realized <laughs> that he was the one the time <laughs> okay now if i had to couple these people up i'm gonna tell you i want lily with remus and james with sirius <laughs> i love that that's what i want to see lily and remus probably would have been a really good couple actually. i think they would have been an amazing couple 
Because she didn't her. even like Jane. We're way off topic here. I don't care because this, well, we're in a different segment, so it's okay. Lily didn't even like James at the beginning. I don't know what he did to change her mind because she really disliked him. Put a and, spell on you. Oh, what if she used a love potion? No, but then then Harry would be like Voldemort because that's part of the reason Voldemort is the way he is. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So we'll get into that in later chapter. I honestly, I don't think she used a love potion. That's a good thought. I don't know what made her fall in love with him, but I think her and Remus would have been an excellent couple and they would have been such lovely parents for Harry. Remus is so patient and kind and Lily's such a loving mother. Harry would have been so happy. That's all I, I'm starting to be like Dumbledore. All I care about is Harry's <laughs> happiness. That's all that matters is That's the boy. All that matters. Harry's fine. Harry's fine. Megan, let's give them their homework for next week. Their homework. Read mm. chapter three, the letters from no one. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, leaving us a rating and review would be awesome. And maybe mention us to all of your Potter friends. That brings us to the end of this episode. Join us next week as we continue reading through the Harry Potter series. You can send any questions, comments, or concerns to Podcast at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. <laughs>